Hi, Tyla. Hi, Sally. How are you? I am wonderful. Thank you. How are you? I'm really good. Great. (laughs) (laughs) What's the best thing that's happened to you since we last recorded? Since we last recorded, um, the best thing that's happened to me is that I finished reading the book that I was reading. (laughs) Um, Oh my God, it was so good. (laughs) And it's like, you know, because you're reading the same trilogy, but like after three books that are like almost a thousand pages each, you get so invested. And then when it was over, I, first of all, loved the way they ended it, but I won't say anything because I know you're not done yet. But also then I just like cried because I was so sad that it was over. (laughs) Oh boy. So it was really great because I felt really like not let down by the ending. So way to go. Justin Cronin, excellent ending on the third book of the Passage trilogy. But then I was just so sad that I'm not going to have those books in my life anymore. <laughs> and now you'll have hopefully some movies. Oh, that's going to take a while though. And I don't know if I can see the movies. The books were scary enough that they gave me nightmares. So I don't know. I don't know if I can see the movie. And also, you know how I get really mad when the plot of a movie like leaves important things out from the books. Like you know how I feel about the Harry Potter movies. Right, that's true. So I just don't know if I can bring myself to see those. I mean, let's be real. I will probably watch them, but I'll probably, uh, I'll probably hate them. <laughs> oh boy. Well, we'll see what happens. <laughs> anyway, uh, what is the best thing that happened to you since the last time we spoke or um, recorded? I got some sun, some more sun. I got to go outside. We're still in Mexico. For those of us listening, this will be the last of our Mexico podcast episodes. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... Uh, So I got some sun. I made sure this time to put on a lot of sunscreen before going outside. Yay! Because I burned myself a few days ago, everyone. It was not fun. And, uh, yeah, so I, even though I knew I was only going to be out there for a few minutes, I made sure to lather up. Gotta protect that skin. Yeah, it's very important. So that was nice. I just, I did some journaling and, uh, it was nice to be out in the sun. It's, even though it's very windy and, and a little cold, um, it was still nice. It felt like I was soaking up the last bit of Mexico magic. Oh my god, we still have half a day here. I Don't know. say that. Well, no, it's just it just was like very intentional soaking up of the magic. You know, it was it's not to say that like I'm not gonna have any more magic while I'm here <laughs> or that we're leaving right now. It's just, you know, like I was like, you know what? I'm here, I'm in Mexico, everything is magical, the sun is out, which it hasn't been out the entire time. You know, it's only been out a little bit since we've been here. Yeah. And so it felt like a very conscious decision to go out and, and soak up the magic. All right. Well, we got to soak up some more magic later while we finish that bottle of rosé in the fridge. Oh, so I'm so excited about that. Maybe as soon as we're done with this podcast. <laughs> to celebrate? I love it. Yay! <laughs> oh, boy. So everybody listening, this is a little bit... Not a little bit. It is very much a special episode and pretty different from everything we've done so far. Um, Sally, you want to tell them why? 
Yeah. Um, because today, instead of talking about something that happened a year ago today, we're going to talk about something that's very present and current for us. Um, we just got our, our trip to Mexico happened right after an event that we went to. Um, it is the same event that we went to last year when Tyla and Tam joined the creme. Um, and the same event that I referred to when I was talking about my decision to stay in California, I had just left that event. So we thought it would be really special, um, and interesting to have a discussion around that, around something that we know can be so life-changing while it's still happening. Um, I know that I got this idea when we were kind of like mapping out our schedule of episodes, it just came through really strongly that it would be really great for us to do a special episode around it. Um, and so, and then Tyler, you came up with, uh, the little bit of a twist of anticipating where we might be a year from today. Oh my God. Now that you said that out loud, I guess that we have to actually talk about it. <laughs> I was thinking I might renege on that part. <laughs> I mean, I kind of assumed that it might even just happen naturally throughout the course of our conversations. Because one of the things that both you and I agreed on um, that makes something like this really interesting is that when you go to an event like this, it can be really difficult to, I guess, for other people to understand what happened or like to explain why it was important. It, but Yeah, but you we, go home and everybody is like, so how was it? And you're like, well, I cried a lot and... <laughs> I had some really deep realizations about who I am as a human being and how I've been moving through this world. And that's not so easy to distill always. Yeah. And, and I always say that, you know, we never go home the person that we were. I usually more eloquently than I'm trying to say it right now, (laughs) (laughs) that we always end up going home a different person. Um, And that's a really big statement. And still, I think that it's always true. Um, yeah. anytime that I go to this, either this event in particular for sure, or, you know, a retreat of some sort or any kind of really intensive and, um, and gorgeous, like personal growth, intensive personal growth time. Um, so yeah, so I just thought it would be fun to, to document that, to talk through that talk through some of the awarenesses that we had at the event and to see what's what's up for us hopefully it'll be good yeah yeah hopefully you guys will enjoy listening to it yeah um i think it's also i mean very present for me that i want to say right here at the beginning of our conversation that you know this event is where i signed up for the creme last year And that was such a huge investment and it's been such an incredible journey. And this event marked my graduation and my completion of that program. So going into it, I already knew it was going to be a a big, big weekend for me just because of that kind of ending. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's how I went into the weekend was like a little excited and a little sad. It was so good to like, <laughs> um, yeah, I think it was interesting for me 
to witness that or like to anticipate the witnessing of that. Um, I was really excited about it. I was, I was really jazzed about getting to, I guess, just honor how far all of you have come. I mean, I only know, I know your journey intimately and I know your mom's maybe a little bit removed from that, but I know some of the other women who were on the journey with you and, and it's so lovely always to see how far people have come. Um, so I was really excited about it. So, yeah, that was one of the big things going into this weekend for me. I knew that I was going to be kind of recognized as a creme. And I also know that last year seeing those cremes that were completing the program is in large part what compelled me to join. I was like, I see these women, they have such a presence and such a light. And so there was a lot of kind of anxiety, not anxiety, that's not the right word, um, anticipation, knowing that this year it was going to be me who was kind of being honored and being seen in that way. Um, and wondering if I would kind of live up to that, you know, if, if the women in the room would be able to see that growth in me, many of whom, you know, saw me last year and then didn't see me again until this year, if it would be evident. And then Sally, to have you there watching, I feel like at that moment when we were kind of being honored, I couldn't even like look at you because I was like, I'm going to just lose it. Um, I don't know. I think it's really easy to have that question of like, have I grown? Have I, have I really changed? Has this program been the transformation that I expected it to be? I don't know. That's not really a question or. (laughs) Well, I think that that's a normal part of these types of events certainly and actually one of the things that I love the most about this one in particular um because I find that there's something really magical about ending up in in a very like in a situation where at the core there are a lot of the same people there and so they get to see you a year removed each time you know, usually with very little interaction in between. Um, so I think that that's an, a normal thing. De- definitely last year when I went, because it was only my second time, I felt very different, but I didn't know until other people started to kind of come up to me and, and be like, oh, wow, I like didn't even recognize you. I forgot like that, that, that you are the same person <laughs> I met last year. Um, And so then this year that was fun too, I guess, because I, I anticipated it. Um, and, and also because then you get to see how, where other people are at. And I think that instead of thinking that that means that you haven't grown, I kind of have started to see anybody else's growth as like a reflection of my own growth. Um, not that we're all like uh, 100% connected in that way, but, um, but I always kind of 
I do my best at least to like make a mental note of like, oh my God, that woman has come so far in a year. She looks like, she seems like a totally different person. That must be true for me too. Um, yeah, I mean, cause I think it's, it, it can be challenging sometimes to, I guess to acknowledge your own growth. Um, but yeah. actually this is reminding me of some of a conversation that you and I had a few weeks ago, I think, or maybe it was, it's been longer than that about how I've made, needed to be the witness to my own growth. Um, and so I think that for me, events like this get to be those moments when I get to be the witness for my own growth because I, until very recently, I didn't have anybody else to reflect that back to me. Um, or at least not in a way that was like supportive and something that I could hold on to. It was just like, I mean, I was losing the friends, <laughs> um, and I was like reacting to things differently and responding to them differently. And so I had that as like my normal, like my day to day reflections. Um, but besides that, these are like the, the moments when, when I get to show up and play and have fun and, you know, wear new clothes and, <laughs> um, and try new things with like my hair and, you know, whatever, whatever else it might be. And to just kind of acknowledge and honor my growth in how even I'm showing up to the event. Mm -hmm. So that's fun. Yeah, no, I'm thinking about how much it means to have your growth reflected back to you and how difficult it can be to be the witness to your own growth. Like that's something that I really admire about you because I very often need someone to be like, hi, can you just like stop a minute and acknowledge yourself? Mm -hmm. I guess that's not true. I do have moments when I, when I'm very acutely aware of the fact that I'm reacting differently than I would have in the past, which I think is, um, always an indication of growth. And I think there was a great example for that over the course of the weekend for me. Um, I got very triggered on the last day, uh, that we were there and I don't necessarily feel like I need to go into what the trigger was, but I was very angry and, you know, we had been celebrated as the outgoing Krems and we were supposed to stay for a luncheon to welcome the new Krems. And at that moment, what was going on for me was so intense that I actually considered leaving and not being there to welcome the new Krems and going into the weekend, I had actually said more than once that that moment of welcoming the new Krems was one of the things that I was most looking forward to. And so I had grabbed my things and I was standing like out on the front lawn of the villa where this was taking place, just bawling my eyes out and having a conversation inside myself that was like, this anger that's coming up for me, is it real or is it a distraction from feeling what I'm really feeling? And when I was able to be still with that for a minute, I realized that like what I was really, really feeling was huge grief for the end of this experience. And 
anger is a really convenient way not to feel sad. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was just like, if I can stay here, if I can stay open, I know there's something for me. And I calmed down and I went back inside. And then one of my, one of my crumb sisters looked at me and, you know, it's like kind of what's wrong. And I didn't pretend, you know, I burst into tears and I just, I was like, I'm just so sad. And, you know, it it turns out that I was not the only one of us feeling that way. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I was not the only one of us that was feeling really triggered that afternoon. And by staying there, I got to see number one, that I still was not alone in the experience. And I got to be there to welcome the new crumbs, which was beautiful. And then I ended up getting a little private time with my crumb sisters, which is something we hadn't had all weekend. And that ended up being one of the most special moments of the entire event for me. And if I had left, which was my impulse and definitely would have been how I would have reacted in the past, I would have missed all of that. And I would have felt angry and I would have felt alone and I would have felt resentful. And I'm so thankful that I stayed. And I mean, so let's just take a minute and acknowledge how different that response is from me than what it would have been a year ago. If that had happened, I would have just left. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was a pretty amazing experience for me. Yay, way to go. Yay. Well, that made me wonder what your favorite moment was of the weekend. Oh, boy. Um, Just taking a moment to really feel into that and be really honest about my answer. that my favorite moment of the weekend, I think I have two. The first was the one that I just said, where I got to have that time with my crumb sisters on that last afternoon. Um, but the other one was the first day that I was there and I received the most beautiful letter from my boyfriend, Matt, which they had asked him to write as a surprise, you know, for me to receive as I was graduating from this program for him to kind of share with me what my growth and my journey over this past year has meant to him. And receiving that letter was one of the most beautiful gifts, not just of my weekend, but of the entire time he and I have been in relationship. And then it was so fun to get to share that letter with you. And then I was actually asked to share that letter with everyone that was at the event, which was another really cool experience. So it was just kind of an experience that kept going and going and going. Yeah. And then having people come up to you and talk about the letter, I'm sure it was really another fun layer of that. Yeah. It just kept, it just kept getting better. You know, we talk about how like the better it gets, the better it gets. But Mm -hmm. I opened myself up to really receive his words. And then I was asked to share his words. And then even more 
beauty and love was reflected back to me from other women, other women who had been touched by his words. And then other women who even said, I told my husband or I told my boyfriend about, about that letter that your boyfriend wrote. And it's like this one simple act of him writing me this letter to tell me what my growth has meant to him ended up touching me so many times and in so many different ways and also touching other women that's i mean really beautiful <laughs> so it's so fun yeah i already told you that i was really sad because some women got more than one letter or they got little videos and i was so sad they didn't ask you to do a video for me <laughs> yeah i'm still bummed about that but that's okay <laughs> um what was your favorite fun. moment of the weekend um my favorite moment was um, I think it was the last day um or well so I had an extra day um there was an opportunity for some people who have been through a program um to stay for an extra day and get some training around that so I stayed and I had all these really awesome awarenesses that came out of that day. Um, and also even just some of the exercises that we did were really magical and really beautiful and made me feel so good. Um, I'm really glad that I, I said yes to that day because it was optional and I didn't need to. And it was easy to be like, well, I mean, that's just an extra hotel night that I have to pay for. <laughs> um, so I'm really glad that I gave myself that gift because it was, it was really good. Um, it helped me feel a lot of love for myself in really big ways and also just see a lot of, a, a lot of ways to keep opening up to, to more of that love and more of that acceptance of, of myself and who I would really love to be. Mm. Well, we talked some about wanting to share on this episode some of the big awarenesses and shifts that we experienced. So I feel like this is the perfect opportunity to segue. Wonderful. <laughs> um, do you want to share what some of those awarenesses were that you experienced? Yeah. Um, one of the big ones for me um, was that I realized that I had been giving myself a lot of credit for certain things and very little to no credit for other things. Um, as an example, I was giving myself a lot of credit for my intuition and how I've been able to develop my intuition and, you know, and really hone it and, and feel really solid and strong within it. But I hadn't been giving myself the credit for being confident in, in my intuition and using my, being able to use my intuition in my business, which is, I mean, really everything that I do now in my business is from a space of, you know, listening to my intuition or channeled guidance or, um, you know, being able to give other people feedback from that space. Um, so I wasn't really honoring that I hadn't been giving myself the credit for the courage and the commitment and the power and the strength. I had just been giving myself the, the, 
you know, the acknowledgement for the intuition. <laughs> it's like the tiny piece of it as opposed to the full picture of it. Um, and That's that... So it's so interesting because I feel like the intuition, like you said, is a tiny piece of it. And perhaps the more difficult piece than intuition is honoring it and trusting it and following it. Yeah, I guess that's true. I hadn't really even thought about it that way. Um, yeah, but that's, that is true. <laughs> even now new levels of awarenesses. This is, <laughs> this is what it's about. <laughs> <laughs> that's the point of this conversation. I think, um, yeah. Yeah. I guess that's also, that's true. I mean, that's very true. Um, and I think that it was just easy for me to be like, oh, well, yay. Intuition. I did it. <laughs> I I did it. And that's it. Like, as if it's just like this one thing that you can do that one, this one time and then that's it. It's over. Um, so, yes, I think just like really giving, allowing myself to give myself more credit for things um, and for the ways in which I use my gifts. I think that it's been really easy for me in the past to, you know, just downplay the things that come naturally to me, which I think we all do. Um, I mean, it's one of those things that comes up like any time that you're like supposed to find your purpose or when you're building a business or whatever. Um people are like, well, think of the things that just come naturally to you that people thank you for, but you don't see that they're a big deal. I think that it was kind of like that, like, you know, the courage and the strength and the commitment to see these things through felt to me like a non-negotiable. So I was kind of taking it as a given and instead of really honoring that that was the work, that was the thing that I was doing that was really wonderful and, and spectacular and and worthy of honoring and worthy of acknowledging. Um, That's so beautiful because I think that, uh, I don't know. I don't want to say it's a trap that most women fall into. And I don't know about, I don't know about men if they do this as well, but the, the tendency to overlook the really big things that we do because of that reason. Mm -hmm. And it's like, those things that you do are huge. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we often like concentrate on all the things that we're not doing. Yeah. And because those things are a given, we, we kind of fail to see them. Mm -hmm. And that's just, I mean, at least for me, that's kind of a recipe for disaster. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> when you're just like, ah, and you can't recognize all the good things that you are doing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it was, it's as simple as that and as, a, and as profound as that. Cause I, as soon as I was having these realizations and, and they kind of came away like layers, um, I got to go deeper each, you know, with each exercise that we did that day. But, um, it's just like every time that it landed more firmly, I could feel like parts of myself wake up and parts of myself just like receive the acknowledgement that I'd been denying them. Um, and yeah. And so it's like, of course I've been calling in more like abundance and more, uh, I mean, I guess I haven't really been calling in more clients per se, but you know, whatever. Yes. That also. Um, and like, how can I, how can I really 
expect to to receive that if I hadn't really been receiving like my ability to do that. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Um, so, so what is that shift for you on a deeper level and how do you feel differently now that you are giving yourself more of the acknowledgement that you deserve? Um, the main thing that I've been noticing already in the last few days um, cause this now was like a week ago. Um, number one, I've been just kind of taking more moments to honor myself in other situations, um, which just feels nice. <laughs> um, I've been kind of looking at each situation and how I'm showing up and, and I guess it's the best way for me to describe it. It's like soaking up all the goodness. It's like getting it all out. Um, and that's been fun because, you know, I like fun. I like pleasure. <laughs> I like play. I like when things feel good. Um, so I've been doing that. And then I think just on a deeper level, it's making me not making me, it's allowing me to really look at all the aspects of myself more from this, from a space of celebration. Um, I think that in the past, if it's been really easy for me to accept, not accept, but like kind of like forgive myself for like the things that I don't like or, you know, kind of, or, or honor when I've shifted something that I don't like into something that I do like. So like procrastination or something. Um, because I've been really open and vulnerable around the negative parts of myself, because I think that for some people, or at least maybe growing up, that that was harder for me to do. And like, I don't know. So I've, I focused on it for a while. And then I, I realized that I wasn't having the same level of like love and honoring and attention for the, for the good things and like the things that I already do well and the things that, come naturally to me, like all those things that we've been talking about. Um, but like to love parts of me, I have to love all of me or, I mean, again, have to, I don't have to, but (laughs) it is my desire to, to love all of myself, not just the, not just the ugly parts. Um, or like, I don't, or like loving the ugly parts doesn't mean that I get to like ignore the beautiful parts. Yeah. It's so funny because I feel like so much personal growth is like, learning to look at the parts of you that maybe aren't so good. And then it's like, it's almost a more advanced conversation to be like, also let's look at the parts of you that are wonderful. Mm-hmm. I feel like you kind of have to maybe start, well, you don't have to do anything, but <laughs> people often start with the, okay, let's look at the things in my life that aren't so pretty mm-hmm. instead of starting with, let's look at all the things in my life that I'm doing wonderfully and that I want more of. And it's so interesting because from like a law of attraction perspective, you know, the things that you appreciate, appreciate, they say. (laughs) So I'm so glad that you're having that awareness and it makes me want to be more conscious of celebrating myself and giving myself full credit for the things that I do well. Yeah. You got to be your biggest cheerleader. Yeah. <laughs> and that's so interesting because I, I find it very easy to be a cheerleader for others and often very difficult to be a cheerleader for myself. So that's when I call you. <laughs> I like it. I like being a cheerleader. 
I can keep doing it. But yeah, you can do it too. Well, I'm going to work on that. Great. I'm glad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What about you? What are some of your big awarenesses and aha moments or your favorite ones? Um, The thing that kept coming up for me all weekend was really this idea about creating sacred space. Um, I've been feeling a little bit like I have my foot on the brakes in terms of my own growth and in terms of building a business. And I've been really letting a lot of distraction energy into my life. And I've been, you know, kind of like a, like the toddler having a temper tantrum. I've been like a little bit refusing to make a schedule for myself. And then when I do, I don't adhere to it. And that is not supportive Mm -hmm. for someone who's trying to build a business. So I just kept having this deep awareness the whole time about requiring to begin creating sacred space in my life to call in the things that I want and that that's going to mean really slowing down in a sense, not in a sense of like sitting on the couch and watching Netflix for days at a time, which is great. And I sometimes do, but you know, like really taking time to start getting intimate with the vision that I have for my life and my business. And, um, vision, vision is also something that I've felt challenged by in the past. I felt kind of incapable of visioning or like I never really receive a clear vision. And actually over the course of this weekend for maybe not the first time, but one of the first times I started receiving a much clearer vision of what I want from my life. And that feels really good, but also really scary. Um, And the realization that I have to really slow down and create space for that to come in and for me to even more clearly receive the vision so I know what I'm working toward is exciting, but also a little scary because it's something that I could have done at any point up until now and have not done and kind of very much have been avoiding. So it's kind of like all right, it's time now. It's time to stop screwing around (laughs) and allow myself to really get really clear about what I want. It's exciting. It's exciting. It's scary and exciting and (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean, it's like, yeah, I, it's interesting. I I have been really conscious of looking at the excitement in things over the nerves. This is actually something from my old vocal coach, Ruth, um, who she used to say that when you think when you think you're nervous, you're really just excited, or when you think that you're afraid, you're really just excited. Um, and it was really about like, I mean, it, she was talking usually around sing, like performing and like before a show or whatever. Um, 
but I think that something about that just really like, like latched on to me. And that was before I was even like talking about learning from pleasure or anything like that. So I guess I could see now how that was like, you know, maybe like one of those seeds, but yeah, I think it's fun to think about it from like the more excited part because adventures are exciting and they can be scary because you might get lost and you don't know what's going to happen and you might break your leg, but <laughs> okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's still an adventure and it's something new and it's something exciting. Um, yeah. I think the interesting thing for me is, you know, back in our episode with Meredith, when, which is episode four for anyone who wants to go back and listen, she was talking about how like at every new level, all of those kind of ego voices come back in Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because I had gotten to a point where I was feeling like I was not having a ton of ego. I was kind of just like coasting along mm-hmm. where I was. And now like with all that has shifted for me over the last like week and a half since the event, mm-hmm. I'm having all those ego voices come back up. that are like, you can't do it. You're not committed enough to do it. Like you haven't done it up till this point. So why would you do it now? And that's an interesting experience too, because it sucks to be hearing those voices, but at the same time, it's like, kind of like Meredith said, you're like, okay, well, this means I'm moving in the right direction. If my ego is piping up, it means that these awarenesses are really important and I need to just be really grounded in them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I I think that if you expect them to be part of the process, then there's very, there's less to be scared of because then you're just like, Oh, great. You're hi. (laughs) How are you? (laughs) Haven't seen you in a while. Hope you're well. (laughs) It's really funny though, because I'm like, I've been trying to be proactive about it. And, you know, like I said, a large piece of this is going to be creating a schedule. So I've been like reaching out to the people that I spend time with, like even including my boyfriend and being like, hi, (laughs) I need to put you at like a set night on my schedule or a set afternoon on my schedule. It's always for us so that I can plan all the rest of my time and stop doing this thing that I tend to do, which is leave everything really open so I can do whatever I want, which usually means I wind up doing nothing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's interesting because it's already like the awareness is already starting to ripple out and affect my relationships. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it's cool though, because, you know, like for instance, I asked my mom, I was like, can we have a standing phone date at the same time every week? And that will just mean that we talk to each other more consistently, which is really exciting. Mm -hmm. So in, in the process of creating sacred space in terms of a schedule, I feel like I'm also like carving out sacred space for some of the relationships that really matter to me. Yeah. which is great. Yeah. Again, wonderful things. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's all very exciting. (laughs) This is all exciting. (laughs) Oh boy. I love when I get all like Pollyanna. I think it's fun. (laughs) It is fun. I like that you do it because you, you do it more than I do. So (laughs) yeah, I like it. I think it's, I think it just makes things more enjoyable. That's just, that's just, that's just the simplest way to put it, I guess. Cause like this whole, like, I think 
I mean, now we're just, I could, I could talk about this for hours, but I think that like, (laughs) well, we don't have to end in an hour. We can do whatever we want. It's our show. Um, but I think that like, you know, personal growth or like whatever, spiritual development, all of these things, they're all seen as these like big, heavy things and they have to like be huge and you know, they're probably going to be awful and they're not going to feel good and like all of this stuff. And you know, yeah, like it's not always going to feel like the absolute easiest thing you've ever done. Yeah. Like that's probably, I, that's not been my experience at least. And I don't know a lot of people who've had that experience, but like, so to me, it's like, well, if you're going to grow, you might as well enjoy it. Like you might as well try to make it the best time that you've ever had, because if it's something that you're committed to doing, then you're going to do a lot of it. And so it should feel good. It shouldn't feel like you're constantly punishing yourself. And like, that's how you grow. That doesn't resonate with me. At least it doesn't, that has never served me. It has never felt good. I've never stayed in a situation that felt like that for very long. So that's like learning how you can start to be excited about triggers rather than just like being in the trigger, which I mean, again, you know, I don't celebrate myself enough. So I'll say it one more time. I'm so proud of myself for how I handled that trigger Mm -hmm. over the weekend because I very quickly went from being really angry and hurt about something that was happening to saying, what's here for me? I know there's something here for me. Mm -hmm. And I think that's, that's the same thing. You know, how can this serve me instead of being torture? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and I think that this is an important thing to make note of too, because I find that maybe sometimes people are resistant to like change or growth because they have, because the story in their head says that it has to feel awful. Like change is scary and it's terrible and I don't like it is like the mindset. And so, I mean, my relationship to change has been like, just it's changed now. My, my relationship to change has changed. Mm -hmm. Um, but previously it was very much like, change was never my choice. It was something forced upon me, never under pleasurable circumstances. Mm -hmm. And so I was terrified of change. Um, and now I relate to change in a totally different way, which is like, if you don't like something, then change it, which is fun and exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that choice is the key and, and the opportunity that I find we all have to make something pleasurable and fun and exciting and light and easy. And again, that's not to say that it's always only going to be that. Um, but it's that in any moment you get to choose that and you get to choose it more and more. I find at least, I mean, I guess it's not the same for everyone. (laughs) Um, but that's what I have found really serves me. And I think that that's why for a long time I've, been able to do the things that I guess other people see is like crazy and like, you know, all those things that people are always like, Oh, wow, you're so courageous. And I'm like, well, change is going to happen. So, (laughs) so I could either really enjoy it and embrace it and have a really fun time doing it, or I could not, but like that wasn't serving me. And so I'm trying this new thing and look, it's working for me. So yay, I'm just going to keep doing that. Um, Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think that that, 
I mean, just to really ground something in for myself right now is that, you know, I'm going to make a schedule mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's like, that doesn't sound like a scary thing, but the concept for me is really big and just to be like, all right, I'm going to make a schedule. I'm going to try it. I can change it. I can change it at any time and I can make it more of what I want it to be. Um, it's so funny. I'm just realizing that that's still like why I've been afraid to commit to a schedule is because I'm still in flux a little bit with my relationship with change. And I don't yet know that change can be totally easy and pleasurable and fun. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so I got to remember that. (laughs) See more awarenesses. I love it. It's so good. (laughs) So I, it really felt, feels important to me to just kind of like highlight that it's fun, that these events are fun. I mean, obviously you can see that that's one of the themes in my life. Um, I wouldn't keep going if they weren't fun. And so I just have like other random, like fun moments, I guess. And like the little highlight reel, it'll be really cool to listen to this a year from now. Um, and be like, Oh "Oh my God, after next year's event. Yeah. And be like, Oh my God, I forgot that that happened. For example, going to dinner that one time and having the music be so loud that we could barely think. Oh my God. (laughs) Well, we were in La Jolla. California and all the restaurants, not all the restaurants, but a lot of the restaurants are like really expensive, not necessarily because they're good. I don't think just because of where they are. Mm -hmm. And I like really wanted to go to this taco place that looked not expensive. And oh my God, it was so loud. We like literally couldn't talk except for in between songs. (laughs) And so then Tyler kept saying anytime there'd be a pause, Tyler was like, so if anybody has anything to say, (laughs) now they're coming to It's true. (laughs) And then like the new song would start Oh, You missed your window. (laughs) Yeah. That was really fun. I really liked that. That was really good. But I think also part of why I liked it is because it had been kind of like um, a heavy day. And so I think that it was good to kind of have that like time to decompress. I don't know that I would have been up to a lot of discussion because I I think I was kind of processing a lot of things. So then that let us, that let it be a fun, a, a fun night without it being too like heavy. I thought, I mean, mm-hmm. I saw it in hindsight in the, in the, in the moment I was just like, this is really annoying and I'm going to get a headache. <laughs> <laughs> but in hindsight, it was great. Yeah. Tro- totally serving me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'm trying to think if there were any other like really wonderful, well, it was fun actually to, um, it was the first time that we were like in a crowd of people who had heard our podcast and were talking <gasps> to us about it. Oh my God. I can't believe right. it hasn't come up yet. <laughs> oh, I know. That was fun. That was really, really great. It was really exciting. Um, oh my God. Cause some people, my friend Marsha was like, had just been on a 10 hour drive and she was like, I listened to all the podcasts back to back and I was so sad there wasn't another one. Mm-hmm. Ah, and that just felt so good. Yeah, somebody who had uh, listened to one of our episodes in the bathtub, and I was like, that is the perfect place to listen to an episode of this podcast. <laughs> Maybe I'll record an episode from the bathtub. Yeah, that sounds great. The echo would probably be too bad. Yeah, yeah. We'll see what happens. Um, yeah, it was really fun to talk about it and to receive a lot of support around it. And, you know, I had one woman who I really admire who came up to me the second day of the event, and she was like, you know, after I went last night I was so tired and wanted to go to bed, but I really just had to listen to at least one episode of your podcast. So I listened to the first episode and it was so wonderful. And mm. That was really nice. 
Yeah, it was really great. Um, and I think it's fun in these kinds of events. Like I said before, I mean, these are women that you see or that, that I've seen now um, a couple of years in a row, some of them three years in a row. And we don't really talk that much outside of the event. So really any moment that I get to interact with them and just see where they're at. Those are really lovely moments. It just, it just so happened to be that this year it got to be really fun because either they had something really great to celebrate, um, or, you know, I had the podcast or my move to California. Actually, that was really funny too, because we had just released the episode about my move to California and a couple of the women who hadn't seen me since last year were kind of were like, came up to me and were like, so did you do it? Did you stay? Like, I remember last year you said you were going to, you were might, you might stay. And, and so now you're here, you know, did you stay? Or one of them who did know that I had stayed because she follows me on Facebook. Um, she was like, did you take the train down? I remember last year you were so excited about like getting to stay in California so that you can take the train down. And I was like, I did take the train down. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> um, so that was also really, really lovely. I just love all those women. It's such a great community of women. Yeah. I mean, and the other really wonderful thing that I think you can forget when you're not in that space is how much fun it is to celebrate other people mm-hmm. and to really be a reflection to them of their own growth. Because just as we are like, Oh, it's really nice when people reflect back to us, how much we've grown. Obviously that's nice for everyone. And it's yeah. so nice to give that gift mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and to like say to a woman, there's one woman in particular that I'm thinking of, um, who I have not seen or spoken to since the event last year and to see her and be like, Oh my God, you seem so much more open Mm -hmm. this year and so much more present. Mm -hmm. And it's drastic, this change that I'm seeing and for her to be like, Oh wow, really? You know? And it's like, she has absolutely no idea that this has gone on. And to me, I'm like looking at a different person, which, you know, full circle to what you said at the beginning, how, I guess that's a reflection for each of us about how drastically we can grow in a year. Yeah. Um, another thing that's coming up for me that I guess I didn't, it didn't feel like a big deal, but now kind of seems like maybe it was. Um, so I didn't straighten my hair for this event, <laughs> even though I brought my hair straightener. Yeah. You know, I wondered about that. I didn't say anything, but I was like, Hmm. Yeah, it's it was interesting because normally I really like to have my hair straight and then I curl it. Um, but my straightener broke a couple of months ago. And so my new one, I can't curl my hair with this new straightener. I know things just got really like <laughs> really detailed in the beauty department. But um, but, you know, I washed my hair and I just like tuned into myself and was like, well, what would feel really good right now? And I just had to be like, well, I don't actually care what my hair looks like. I don't care that it's not straight. I think that I can like show up beautifully and fully without taking the time to straighten my hair. It's like one of those moments where, you know, you have to kind of check in with yourself and is like, and ask yourself, like, am I resisting it because it's going to make me feel good to straighten my hair or just no, I actually, it's not, I don't care enough. Like it's just going to be me spending time straightening my hair. Um, the other thing that happened was that I didn't, I decided not to get a manicure before coming. That one was a really big deal to me. Um, 
because my manicures are really like very important to me at this point. They are totally requirements <laughs> in my life. Um, Selling is really amazing manicures yeah, also. They're great. <laughs> um, but it just wasn't working out. And again, I needed to kind of ask myself like, okay, well, is this resistance that's coming up or just an opportunity for me to be like, like, screw it. Like who cares? And my nail still looked good enough that like, I didn't need to go get it. Um, I mean, they had kind of grown out, but they were, you know, still intact that they weren't super chipped or terrible. And I also really liked the color combination. Um, <laughs> so that was another, like, kind of a big deal for me to, I guess, just, like, be more of myself and, like, not worry as much about, like, how I'm looking externally, like, and how that might dictate how I'm showing up. Like, I still showed up totally fully without doing these things that in the past I've used to, like, have my externals match my internals. But, like, who cares sometimes? Like so what? I didn't straighten my hair. I didn't get a manicure. It's okay. I still looked great. Everyone still told me that I looked great. I still felt wonderful. Um, and so that was, that was really interesting. I didn't fully think about it until it was done. And then I was like, I brought this straightener for nothing. I didn't, <laughs> didn't need to straighten my hair. Um, so that was, that was really interesting for me. Well, I think it speaks to the kind of larger, pattern of like things that we get attached to that that feel really good things that feel really good and then we get really attached to and then we start doing them as a habit because they feel good and then it's like sometimes we forget to check back in with ourselves to be like oh does this thing still feel good and then we're like banging our head against the wall trying to get things done and if you will just take a minute to like feel into it I think half the time it's like, actually, it doesn't really feel good. So why am I pressuring myself to do this thing? I'm thinking particularly of like doing a morning ritual or something, you know, where it's like you set up a morning ritual because it feels really good. But if it starts to feel more like a burden than something that's supporting you, yeah, you know, you can change it. It goes back to that thing we were talking about, about knowing that it's okay to change what's not working. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it can be very subtle discernment. Like, do I not want to do this because I'm resisting feeling good? Like you already said, Mm -hmm. or do I not want to do this because it actually just doesn't feel good to do it? Mm -hmm. Oh boy. (laughs) (laughs) It's so subtle. And it seems so silly when we're talking about something like a manicure or straightening your hair, but I don't think it's silly. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that just made me like tired. (laughs) (laughs) oh boy well you know it happens (laughs) good thing we're we're closing up closing up closing up shop wrapping up wrapping up (laughs) what are we doing winding down winding down wrapping up um well okay i guess since since we should hold ourselves accountable i guess to do anything have to do anything oh god well, you don't, you don't have to do anything. I'm just feeling called to think about where I might be a year ago, a no. year from today. What is yeah. happening with me? I'm speaking know. English. Earlier, Sally was saying a year ago from now. And I was like, that's still just a year ago today. <laughs> so we are thinking about instead of a year, 
now I'm going to say it wrong, instead of a year ago today, a year from today. Right. Um, Sally, where do you see yourself a year from now? Oh, boy. Having a lot of fun. Um, I think, well, let's see. Okay. I'm going to, I'm going to breathe and really feel into this. Mm. I see myself really in love with my life, very conscious and connected to myself and others, um, with at least one book <laughs> written and I guess published because oh. it's, I mean, a year is enough time to publish a book. Um, at least one book written and published and I'm trying to think of like other, other like details that came through in my vision that are not just like the big things. Cause I think, I think we can sometimes get really wrapped up in the big things and be like, well, the big thing didn't happen. I didn't write that stupid book and I'm terrible. <laughs> like, but you know, I have found that the tiny details really make a big difference. I mean, I remember actually a, that it wasn't until one of the visions that I wrote to, you know, I mean, maybe it was last year's vision. One of the visions that I wrote, it talked about like my having a partner, um, which hadn't been important to me really up until the time that it came up in the vision. It was just kind of one of those like, okay, well, you know, whatever at some point in the future. Um, and now I've got Justin and that felt really good when I was thinking about that at the event and like, oh, wow, look at how easily that came into my life. Um, and that seemed like a really small detail then. Cause it wasn't, you know, I don't think that it was really the focus of my vision. So anyway, all of that to say <laughs> that I'm trying to think of like the other things that were in my vision that were maybe like the smaller things. Um, I'm, I hope that by this time next year, I am gifting people things more. I really love gifting people like little surprises and little treats and little whatevers. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that would be really lovely to have as a, something that I do regularly by a year from today. I said it right that time. You said it right that time. Yay. <laughs> so great. A book pub, a published book and gifting people and being open and connected and conscious and all that jazz. And, you know, I would really love to be wealthy, <laughs> financially wealthy. I am already very spiritually wealthy. I could be even more spiritually wealthy. So that those are my things. All the wealth. All the wealth. I welcome it all. Thank you. Um, okay. So a year from now, I envision myself the feeling that I get is, is kind of what I was talking about, about sacred space. I just feel so expansive and not empty, but like, have you ever sat in a cathedral? Like, have, mm -hmm. uh, I know you've sat in Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. uh, like when it's kind of not that full, mm -hmm. it's like quiet and it's like all cool air and echoey and, um, 
That's how I want to feel a year from now. I just want to feel like sacred and I would like to be fully confident in the work that I want to do in the world, which even saying that out loud feels a little scary without even saying what that work is. So (laughs) I know that there's a ways to go on that, um, front. Um, and I would like to feel really free to travel and, Also, I love that thing that you said about gifting. I would love to be gifting everyone all the time because it's the Mm -hmm. most fun. I think that's all I need to say. I know that's all kind of vague. That's fine. (laughs) But, well, I think it would be really fun for a second to also let's do this thinking about our podcast. A year from now, what do we hope will be going on with this podcast? Um, Hey, let's take turns. Let's go back and forth. Oh, fun. Great. And we like that expanding vision thing. Great. Okay. So a year from now, I see us recording in a real recording studio (laughs) rather than being in a, in a tent fort thing in the bathroom of a house in Mexico. Um, and being able to pay people to support us in creating a podcast. Yes. Pay them what they're worth. <laughs> yes. Um, and it'd be fun to like win a, an award or something. I really have become very into the idea of winning awards. I don't know where this came from. <laughs> I've never cared about it before, but it has come up several times over the last couple of months. There's a part of me who that's really into winning awards all of a sudden. <laughs> We're going to win that. all the awards. <laughs> okay. And our inbox is going to be just full of people who have incredible stories about the things that they've been through that they want to come on and share with us. Um, maybe so much so that we have to have support in even getting through all those emails. Yes. Yes. And then we get to just enjoy reading through them every so often. Maybe we even have a little sacred time every, you know, I don't know, I don't know, it's Sunday evening and we go and we, we talk about the emails that we've read, like, Oh my gosh, did you read that one from X, Y, Z that she's just changed so much in the last year? How amazing we need to have her on the podcast. Mm. Ooh, and also that our podcast has gotten well known and respected enough that we can ask absolutely anyone we want to come on and they'll just be like, Oh uh, yeah, of course. Of course. Absolutely. I'm specifically thinking about the cast of Hamilton. But. Well, and Limino Miranda for when he, when he won the, <laughs> the Pulitzer. Way to go. <laughs> oop, oop. We're going to be approaching you soon to talk about that, Lynn. Oh, boy. And it'll be so fun to have Davide Diggs on a year after his win. We could have an entire Hamilton episode. Oh, boy. But we can invite Philippa, too. Yes, of course. Because she's amazing. She's amazing, even though she didn't win a Tony. That's okay. I You won a Tony in my heart, Philippa. Agreed. <laughs> Um, and what else? Oh, I know. I know. We're going to be making money from this podcast. We're going to be sponsored. 
Oh, I don't know by who. Casper, Squarespace, one of those people who sponsors all the podcasts. Or maybe someone who doesn't yet sponsor podcasts that's, like, just going to hear ours and be like, oh, we haven't sponsored a podcast before, but we love you guys so much that here's all the money. I love it. Because then we get to support that. That's how we get to pay the people to support us. You know, yeah. And also to work. pay ourselves. Well, sure. Yeah. I guess I don't care about that as much. <laughs> I'm realizing <laughs> I'm like, give me all of the money so I can pay for all of the support. <laughs> <laughs> I just really like paying people is something that I've learned over the last year. I really love being able to pay people money and to support them. This is well, one of the things that turns me Here, on. how about I sign your paycheck and you sign my paycheck? Oh, boy. So then it's like great. we're paying each other. That's great. I love great. it. Great. <laughs> um, <sighs> and we're getting ready to write a book. Oh, boy, we are. Yeah, and it's so fun. You <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> know, it's fun. It's not scary. <laughs> I wish you could see it's my really face exciting. right now and like the movements I'm making with my body. Sarah's probably like, stop moving around. You're making so much noise. <laughs> Sarah's our editor. <laughs> um, so yeah, so I'm excited about that. And then, and then it gets to be really fun. Cause then all the people that have been talking about the podcast, then now they're like, oh, I'm so excited about the book. I can't wait for it to come out. And then also because it'll have their stories in it. And I just love telling people stories. Me too. <sighs> that was fun. <sighs> yeah, it was good. <laughs> I'm so excited. Well, okay, everybody, tune in a year from today yes. to find out if we made it happen. I'm so excited. Me too. Well, I guess we're done. I guess so. Um, Sally, where can the people find you on the internet? Great, great. You can find me at Sally Simply or at SallyMercedes.com or at UnmutedExpression.com. You can also find us together at a year ago podcast at gmail.com where you can send in all of your wonderful stories. Oh boy. We've been forgetting to say that at the end of the episode. Yep, huh? That's why I remembered now. Because <laughs> when you ask to receive emails from people in your vision, you should tell them what your email is. <laughs> all right, Sally, say it again. What's the email? A year ago podcast at gmail.com. Send us your stories. Yeah, we love hearing them. Woo-woo. Yay. Uh, where can the people find you, Tyla? Um, I have a website. It's tylafowler.com. And I am Tyla M. Fowler on Instagram. And you can friend me on Facebook, Tyla Fowler. I think that's about it. Yeah, and that's M as in Megan, not N oh. as in Nancy. Yes, Tyla M as in Megan Fowler because Megan is my middle name. Great. Ooh, fun fact about me is I went by my middle name my whole life up until I went to college. So mm-hmm. my family still calls me Megan. Yes, which I love. I think it's cute. It's weird, but whatever. <laughs> well, <laughs> All right. So I hope that you guys all really enjoyed this kind of random episode that completely strays from the format of our podcast. I know that I did. It's good. To, it gets to be fun. We like to keep you on your toes. Maybe, I guess. Perhaps. <laughs> you could also find Zena Howe. Uh, on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Z-Y-N-A-H-E-L. And really, I want to say that I love all of our listeners. Y'all are amazing. I love hearing from you. I love just knowing that you're there and that you're 
like listening and that you're getting to reflect with us. I think that it's really, really lovely that you. Oh my God. You said reflect. That's not what I heard at all. Oh, oh. okay. (laughs) It sounded like you said a curse word. Oh, okay. Well now just reflecting. (laughs) Um, I really, I really appreciate that you take however long the episodes are, uh, to listen and to share that your bath time with us. (laughs) Some of you. Yeah. And if you liked this episode, we would be honored if you'd share it with someone that you think might enjoy it. And if you didn't like this episode, uh, we will be back to our regular format next week. Don't you worry. (laughs) And they're going to keep getting better and better. Yeah. And just, I mean, I would like to say Sally and I here in Mexico have had some pretty wonderful conversations about our podcast and the things that we love and the things that we don't love so much and how it could be better. And I'm really, really, really excited. Um, Mm -hmm for the episodes that are going to come after this. Yes. I think they're going to be really good. They're going to be so great. Woo. Anyway. All right. I think that's everything. We love oh, you. Oh boy. We love you. And we will talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Bye.